This episode is brought to you by BetUS.com. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your MLB, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BetUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code DSP125 or 200% bonuses using crypto with the promo code DSP200. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone, social, and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry. BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Aggies Daily Blitz for today, Wednesday, September 8th. 2021 as it is Colorado Buffaloes week boys and girls Pac-12 opponents Saturday at 2.30 at Mile High what do they call that? Invesco Field at Mile High Stadium or some such not real sure actually Uh, whatever it is it's it's a disaster I'm sure Um, so yes big game week coming off the win from Kent State, we hope you tuned into the episode. What went right? What went wrong for the Kent State game? Aggies with lots of uh, areas to improve on, and with uh, a lot of good things that happened against Kent State, but a lot of question marks. Looking for Haynes King to bounce back from the three picks, and uh, looking for the defense to have a little bit quicker start. Although overall, I think the defense played pretty well. Tune into what went right, what went wrong for the Kent State game. To get more of our insights on that, but we are looking ahead to Saturday for uh, Texas A&M versus the Colorado Buffaloes, and uh, if you're a Pac-12 fan or you keep up with the Pac-12 at all out there, this is kind of a, uh, going back, if you want to go back to the Big 12, this was an old Big 12 rivalry, Um, but of course, AM now in the SEC, Colorado now in the Pac-12. And going into last season, I don't think anybody had a lot of expectations for the Colorado Buffaloes over in the Pac-12. Um, they weren't supposed to be good with a first-year head coach, Carl Durrell, uh, for the team. He'd been a head coach before, of course, but not for the Buffs. So, rookie head coach on the team. You got COVID. Uh, he wasn't hired until late February 2020. He didn't even have his first practice till October. So he was at a disadvantage, as was his team for... I mean, everybody was at a disadvantage really last season with COVID restrictions and things like that. But uh, Carl Durrell and the Buffaloes really not expected to do anything of any significance in the Pac-12. Well, all they did was rattle off four straight wins uh, to be in contention for the Pac-12 South title. Of course, they played an abbreviated season in 2020. A lot of, you know, a lot of these conferences did. We know the SEC just stuck to their SEC schedule. But uh, and over in the Pac-12, they played six games. Um, well, five games, and then you had your uh, your bowl game. They played a bowl game, boys and girls, for the only the second time since 2007 last season. That tells you what a surprising season this was for the Buffaloes, who, as I said, weren't supposed to do anything really in 2020. Uh, but they rattled off four straight wins against UCLA, Stanford, San Diego State, and Arizona. Had a big loss at Utah, 38-21. to And uh, 
Again, they played in the bowl game against Texas, the Alamo Bowl, and it was not pretty. 55-23. And, uh, you know, Carl Durrell, the head coach, got a lot of stuff to build on from last season, but all he's doing is dwelling on that loss in the Alamo Bowl. That was an embarrassment for them. You know, I'm not sure they're up to the caliber of a team like Texas, even last season. Texas was pretty good, and I don't know that Colorado should have had anything for them. You know, probably not. But uh, he's trying to build off that loss going into 2021. And, you know, their expected finish in the Pac-12 really isn't going to be any better than what people thought it was last year. Uh, Probably expected to finish at the bottom of the South for the Pac-12. Probably expected to have a losing record, you know, five and seven or some such in the uh, in the Pac-12. So not sure they're going to be a good team. Uh, they do have some good points of the team the Aggies need to, to look out for. Let's talk about some of the key players. They should be able to run the ball, um, you know, against pretty much anybody. They've got a good running game, a good offensive line. Some of the key players, you've got Jarek Broussard, the running back. He's the returning Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year. He was third in the country in rushing and yards per game with 149.2 back in 2020. So the guy's a beast. He can run. He's going to have lanes. The Aggies are going to have their hands full containing Broussard. On the defensive side of the ball, Nate Landman, linebacker, two-time first-team All-Pac-12 performer. He's the leader on the defense, but he's coming back from an Achilles injury, so he may be limited. But he's going to be a vocal leader on that defense. Also at linebacker, Carson Wells. He didn't get a lot of attention in 2020, but he led the country in tackles for a loss last year per game at 2.7, and he also has 12 career sacks. So this guy can rush the passer, uh, and he can also stop the run. So, uh, yeah, Carson Wells, Nate Landeman, Jarek Broussard. Uh, Then a name you may be familiar with, uh, if you're a football fan, especially if you were a football fan in the 80s and the 90s, as wide receiver Brendan Rice, 6'3", 205. It's a big receiver at Target, and you may recognize the name Rice. He is, of course, Pro Football Hall of Famer Jerry Rice's kid. He's a huge target. Uh, he's really just getting started in his career collegiately. Scored three touchdowns. Uh, both are uh, two, two receptions for uh, touchdowns last season. They also had a punt return for a touchdown last season. Uh, Look for 2021 to be even bigger for him as he's really coming on. So he is your rising star for the Colorado Buffaloes. But really, one of the biggest things I wanted to talk about were their their offense because um, Brendan Lewis is a freshman. He's supposed to be the starter. Sam Neuer is a senior. He was your starter last season, and really the passing game didn't go very well for them last season. Um, as far as scoring, they scored 28.5 points per game, but they allowed 31.7. So, again, they had the four straight wins to start the season before the two losses. Uh, there was no Pac-12 championship game, by the way. That was canceled, of course, due to COVID. Um Rushing 212 yards per game, 23rd nationally last season. Passing 201 yards per game, 87th nationally. Total, 413 yards per game in 2020. 48th nationally, 5th in the Pac-12. So not, I wouldn't say stout. Maybe a little better than mediocre. 
shouldn't be a problem for the Aggies defense. Um, Jarek Broussard, though, is, is somebody to watch. Could cause problems for the Aggies. The uh, On the defensive side of the ball, probably not as big of a question. It could be another confidence-building game like Kent State was supposed to be for Haynes King. I don't know that you can throw three picks that are almost all entirely your fault and have built confidence. Maybe it built still built confidence because he's got that game under his belt. I don't know. It'd be tough for me. But again, the defense allowed 31 points per game. They allowed 181.2 rushing yards per game, 84th in the nation, passing 239.2 yards per game, 71st in the nation, allowing a total of 420.3 yards per game, 76th nationally. And remember what the Aggies did to Kent State, what, 595 yards total offense? So I would look for that number to improve against uh, Colorado and... Things could go south for Colorado pretty quick if the Aggies can jump out to a quick lead like they couldn't do against Kent State. They need to jump out to a quick lead um, for sure to keep Colorado on their heels. And uh, there's some history here between uh, Colorado and A&M. Of course, we talked about the Big 12. But uh, back in the 90s, trying to pull it up here um because i just thought of it back in the 90s because this is really the aggies are what up at number four now i believe we were at number four now <coughs> excuse me uh the last time the aggies were ranked this high was back in 1995 the aggies were ranked number three Going in, of course, as members of the Big 12 here, Colorado, part of the Big 8. Uh, the Aggies marched into Boulder, the third-ranked team, to play Colorado at the time, the seventh-ranked team. Um, and things did not go well for the Aggies, boys and girls, as the Aggies were defeated by Colorado in Boulder, 29-21. to It dropped Texas back to number eight in the country. So they didn't fall out of the top ten. All I'm saying is that we're hoping that history does not repeat itself here, correct? The Aggies, again, the highest they've been ranked since 1995 when they played Colorado in week three of that season and lost 29-21. to They had previously beaten uh, LSU and then Tulsa, so they were 2-0 going into that game at Boulder. So, again, yeah, let's just hope... Uh, things go better for uh, for the Aggies here. Oh, I'm sorry. I misspoke. They were not part of the Big 12 yet. That didn't happen until 1996. My apologies. They were still, of course, in the Southwest Conference. Um, but uh, regardless, Colorado could be a, you know, I, I don't think I remembered this until someone brought it up to me on the radio show the other day about Colorado defeating the Aggies back in 95. But we're going to hope that history does not repeat itself because this is certainly a team that's beatable for the Aggies. It's a game that's winnable. And uh, the Aggies match up well on both sides of the ball as they're going to with most opponents this season. But, uh, you know, there's always that trap game. 
And I don't, I don't like history things like that. Like this bothers me tremendously. That stat uh, about the '95 third-ranked Aggies losing to the seventh-ranked Colorado Buffaloes. Clearly, Colorado's not the seventh-ranked team. They're not a good team. All right, mediocre to barely above mediocre at best. But little things like that, little quirks like that, historically kind of give me pause. They kind of make me sometimes they freak me out a little bit. So it is what it is. But I'd like to know what you guys think about the upcoming. Colorado game at Mile High Field in Vesco Place Situation Parking Lot Stadium in Denver, wherever the hell the name of that stadium is. Um, you can reach out to me on the Twitter. I'm at Andy Cartim. The show is at Aggies Daily. You can also reach out to us on email, Aggiesdaily at gmail.com. You can reach out to me, Andy Cartim at gmail.com. Find me on Facebook, all that good stuff. I'd love to talk to you. We appreciate everybody that subscribes on your favorite podcast app and listens to the wonderful uh, audio podcast, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on, uh, what is it, Amazon Music. We're on Pandora. We're on all that good stuff. So we appreciate everybody tuning in there. If you have not had a chance to check out our YouTube channel, we strongly urge you to do so. All of these things are available on video. You get to look at my ugly face here in my home bedroom studio area uh, here in North Texas. Um, again, betus.com, big time sponsor. We appreciate those guys. Promo codes on the screen and in the podcast description for you. Make yourself a little bit of money. Spend some time with the family. Check out the YouTube. Please subscribe, like, comment, share this with all your Aggies fans. And you know what? Share it with some non-Aggies fans too. Let's let's just give them the beating that they deserve uh, as non-Aggies fans, especially all your T-SIP brothers over there, your Alabama fans and the LSU fans, Arkansas fans. Uh, that you know let's let's just shower them with Aggie stuff and uh, get them going for the season so Colorado A&M 230 Saturday we'll be there we'll be watching and uh, look for the recap on Monday we'll have another one of these things though tomorrow probably talk about something else Aggies and Colorado related unless some breaking news happens but we'll have it all for you here on the Aggies Daily Blitz we will do it all again tomorrow we appreciate you tuning in we appreciate you being part of this and interacting with us Uh, And as I mentioned, we'll do it all again tomorrow. Until then. Until then, boys and girls. We leave you with some little jazz. Y'all need to let me know what you think of the song, too. Still trying to find a good theme song for the show here. Let me know what you think. Until tomorrow. We'll see you.